Herzlich willkommen, Sianam Gela, and welcome to the Bundesliga Connection with Chris Harrington on the SL Podcast in partnership with DW Berlin. It's time for the latest from Germany's domestic football league, the Bundesliga. And for that, we are joined by Chris Harrington from our partner station, DW, in Berlin. Chris, we've seen a table shuffle following match day five. Gladbach handed RB Leipzig their first loss of the season, knocking them off the top. Did you expect that result? Well, I did expect Gladbach to come out on top, considering you know the momentum coming into that match. But I, I did expect more goals. I don't, I don't think it lived up to the hype. I mean, it was billed the most competitive match of the weekend, one goal uh, when it was all said and done, I did expect it to be more. You know, I did like the fact that Gladbach were sporting their throwback jerseys, all black, pretty jerseys commemorating their 120th birthday, uh, you know, at the club. Uh, you know, so that is something and maybe that got them over the hump. If it wasn't the jerseys, it was definitely one player inside the throwback jersey, Hannes Wolf. Hannes Wolf was a lone player from RB Leipzig. Nagelsmann didn't need his services. Wanted him to step his game up elsewhere, and he came back to bite Leipzig in the butt. I mean, basically what he did, because he had the game's only goal, you know, a, a remarkable win, you know, for Gladbach, considering where Leipzig were in the standings, the top dog, you know, in the league right now, you know. Uh, but all in all, the reality is both teams were coming off of competing in the Champions League. Both teams are running on half a tank of gas, so it pretty much was a matchup of who could endure the most and rise to the limited occasion, and we only saw pretty much one clear one, you know, in this match. Uh, Nagelsmann felt it was a tie. The results say otherwise. The three points, you know, matters, and uh, now RB Leipzig uh, are out of the top spot and have made way for Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich, who are joint uh, leaders of the standings right now. You know, but just to touch on this thing again, the history Leipzig were coming into this match, I think, hurt them even more. I think if you're defeated by five goals, expect your next outing to kind of suffer, you know, from the memory of, of that defeat. Marcus, uh, Marcus Rashford uh, hurt them badly in the Champions League prior to kickoff against Gladbach. You know, so uh, Gladbach, you know, have been doing better and the momentum showed and they got the result they won. Before the primetime Gladbach-Leipzig match, Bayern defeated Cologne to secure top spot, a result that surely was expected. Um, but there was something surprising about that match. What can you tell us? Yeah, that's not a big shock that they uh, defeated Cologne. Cologne stinks. I mean, they've been stinking for a while, you know, and... Uh, this was a match day of mismatches. There was no Lewandowski in the lineup, and that doesn't necessarily hurt Bayern Munich's chances. It's a shock because Lewandowski's always there, you know, uh, and Cologne, to, to their credit, they kind of made Bayern work for the win. You know, but it wasn't easy for Bayern. A penalty from Thomas Müller, you know, opened up the scoring, then Gnabry added another, making his return known after his COVID-19 uh, layaway, you know, uh, but... It wasn't easy. Cologne managed to pull one back, and Byron had some missed opportunities to add to their lead. Uh, Hansi Flick uh, acknowledged the fact that it wasn't the prettiest win. It was a labored victory. And, and the more important thing is what the players have to say after this performance as well. They acknowledged anything could have happened, but the most important thing is they picked up the three points. They're in a good position right now to defend their crown. Uh, they just have a neighbor that they uh, have a, a short history of uh, beating up on in Borussia Dortmund. 
So uh, that's where we are right now, and uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, I'd have to say the standings right now. Chris, Dortmund had no trouble against promoted side Armenia Bielefeld thanks to Matt Hummel's brace. The black and yellow now take joint top of the table with Bayern, and the two face off next match day. What are your thoughts on that match? Yeah, my, my thoughts, I, I really think that uh, Mas Hummels will have to keep on the S on his chest and the cape on his back. He'll still have to be Superman, you know, because he's had heroic performances for Borussia Dortmund lately, scoring, you know, a a nice header, you know, against Schalke and then coming off a brace. He'll have to bring his A game, you know, the mature, uh, the maturity on the pitch as well. And all of the youngsters at Dortmund are going to have to corral themselves up to really compete against Bayern Munich because history is completely against Dortmund in this matchup. The last five times they've met, Dortmund have only won once. They've only scored four goals in those five matches. Bayern have scored 13. I mean, it's real simple and clear. Right now, the form Bayern Munich are dealing with are uh, head and shoulders above, I think, if you just calculate everything combined. I mean, both teams have been defeated domestically right now, but head-to-head, you know, I I really like Bayern Munich. The Mia San Mia mentality has proven superior. Uh, as of late, the latest matchup in the Super Cup, it was close. But, you know, uh, Joshua Kimmich came through at the end, you know, with the beautiful goal. And it will take some sort of heroic performance, I think, from Dortmund's side if they're going to compete. You know, um, I think this should be a cracker. Uh, hopefully this does live up to the hype. Unlike the other match I mentioned earlier with uh, Leipzig and Gladbach, I want to see a lot of goals. I'd like to see some back and forth, and I'd like to see some grit on the pitch, and hopefully we do get that. Let's take a look at some history quickly. In the early 70s, a number of German players were banned from German football for match-fixing, and they ended up playing in South Africa. Are match-fixing allegations still rife in German football, or is it a thing of the past? Well, there have been two major incidents uh, infecting uh, German football. One happened in the early 70s. Another happened, you know, in in the mid-2000s. I'll touch on the first one. Uh, A total of actors from nine different clubs were involved in the manipulation, the match-fixing. Among them, Armenia Bellefeld, Offenbach Kickers, Schalke, and Hanta Berlin. Uh, During this time, there was a battle for survival in the 1970 and 1971 season between Bellefeld and Offenbach. And there were a few matches that took place, you know, that uh, proved the match fixing actually occurred. In one match between Hetta Berlin and Armenia Bellefeld in 71, the match was taking place, took place right here uh, in Berlin. The last match day of the season, it's very pivotal, right? We, we all know that. Hetta were comfortable. Armenia Bellefeld needed a win to secure their survival, and they got the win. All of this was disclosed because an Offenbach president at the time gave an audio cassette tape basically spilling all the beans and several players, you know, were, were, were basically incriminating themselves, making themselves open to be uh, uh, bribed in, in uh, giving a certain result. And head to Berlin, you know, a lot of players, you know, they, they had it basically good in a lot of ways. A lot of people, they were being paid to lose the match and others were paying them to win the match. Well, ultimately, they lost the match, and one player that, that found uh, another life in South Africa was Ben Potska, the uh, German international. You know, uh, he was in head to Berlin during the time. His, his voice was on the audio cassette. He was banned for 10 years. He went to South Africa and continued playing only because South Africa was not part of FIFA during the time due to ar- apartheid. 
So that basically gave him the green light. He, he went on to win in South Africa. He ultimately returned. He was pardoned and returned and ended up coaching. You know, but um, that was one match. Another match during that season was between uh, Bellefeld and Schalke. You know, and that's why uh, Schalke is referred to FC Meinite, which means perjury. You know, because Schalke at the time were the dominant side and Armenia Bellefeld beat them. It was proven the game had been sold uh, by Schalke players and they actually were in court. They lied in court, hence the name FC Perjury or FC Meinheit. If you talk to a lot of old uh, Dortmund fans, the, they're familiar, you know, that this name kind of was stuck to Schalke for nearly a decade. You know, so you have that ugly history. Fast forward to 2005. 2005, it was kind of ridiculous. A referee was basically involved, you know, in a scandal of match fixing. It was estimated to be worth 2 million euros, and it focused on the second division, third division, and the German Cup. The referee's name was Robert uh, Hoitza, and uh, he actually confessed to the match fixing. And um, th that's sad to see because it, it coaches, officials, and others, it, uh, including organized crime groups, were involved with the scheme, and um, it, it came to light eventually uh, while Germany was playing host to the World Cup. So that's never a good time. You could argue that that was a timed release of this information or what have you. But uh, they say the Bundesliga wasn't impacted during this match fixing, but there was one particular match that could, you could argue otherwise. The one match I'm talking about it was between SC Paderborn, they were a regional side at the time, against Bundesliga heavyweights Hamburg. And this German Cup match, Hamburg lost because there were two highly questionable penalties awarded to Paderborn. Plus, Hamburg had a player sent off. So that's, not an, uh, that's a very unlevel playing field to try to secure a win. And you can always argue maybe it was, maybe it wasn't affecting that, you know, that particular match, which did result in a top flight team suffering, you know, uh, from this disgusting act from the referee. But nonetheless... Um, it's happened, and um, we have to see if it happens again. I mean, I think we have to wait and see if there's some sort of revelation, some sort of disclosure of evidence. That's the only way we'll be uh, we'll know for sure because crazy things happen on the football field, and uh, sometimes upsets happen. Thank you for the Bundesliga update, Chris Harrington, from our partner station DW in Berlin, Germany. Have a great week. See you next time. The Bundesliga Connection is a team effort driven by the following incredible individuals. The show is hosted by Slu Paho and Chris Harrington. It is produced by Chris Harrington. It is edited by Simon Strella and Uli Prisch. And graphics are provided by Nino Segelen.